you know, I was sad for so long and I used to look at things and, you know, even though the tree was green, I would see it as gray. And, mm. and now it's so much easier to manage things. I don't know. For me, life is divided, you know, before and after I had this depression. And I can really experience life in such, um, you know, a different way now. Hello, thank you for listening to Same Shit, Different Brain, Series 3, Episode 8, with me, Rebecca Ryder. I hope you're doing okay. I am having a week. I feel like I've had to go back to basics on a lot of things in terms of the tools I have for anxiety. I don't know whether I'm just putting too much into my schedule at the moment, but I just find myself feeling quite overwhelmed by things that are not overwhelming and sort of starting the day feeling like I'm not going to be able to manage with everything that I've got to do and I don't think it's that I'm particularly busier than usual I just feel like I need to maybe go back to looking after myself a bit more go back to some of those practices that maybe take for granted I was talking on this upcoming episode with my guest about gratitude and it's one of those things that is really underrated and actually it can come off as a bit cliched but actually It really, really works. Like, if you just sit there and challenge yourself to think of all the things you're grateful for in your life, it makes us realise what we already have rather than constantly striving for more and thinking that happiness is somewhere in the future or validation is outside of ourselves, you know. And maybe, yeah, this is a conversation about capitalism or maybe it's a conversation about just loving ourselves a bit more. But... I think with ADHD, you know, we have to really work on our resilience and not beating ourselves up when we feel like we're falling short and actually recognising where we are doing okay and, you know, it's going to be different things for everyone. What works for me might not work for you, but I have found that at the very least, I need to start the day with journaling and doing my morning pages and having some hot water and lemon while I do that and that makes me feel really good if I also find the time to meditate alongside that. I haven't been finding the time to meditate as regularly as I need to be because it's so important for regulating myself with ADHD and I've been doing daily calm sessions, I got the calm app again, and they're really, really good, but it's not proper meditation of silent time with yourselves, you know, it's still relying on someone else to talk to you, as good as I think the speakers are on the app. But anyway, I just wanted to go into that a little bit because sometimes we can feel like we're going backwards or we're not coping and we can just beat ourselves up for it and we can't talk shit to ourselves about the feelings that we're having, you know, we have to acknowledge that they're there and know that all emotions are welcome and we just got to get through the day however we're going to get through the day and actually I've gone back to drinking alcohol at the moment which is something that I've talked about more in the past you know I went sober for a while and I really loved the benefits of that and I'm not drinking a lot but now and again I have literally one or two and that makes me feel drunk like one or two wines you know and I don't want to generalize a lot of the time for women it's wine that we're drinking and it can get us drunk a lot quicker and it can make us feel like shit a lot quicker you know it's a much higher volume than it is 
in beer. So I'm just trying to be aware of that because I don't want it to be something that I end up beating myself up about again or you know maybe I have more than a couple one day and then feel like shit and then my thoughts can really overwhelm me and I go back to a place that I don't want to be. I'm hating myself and you know having to start all over again with the things that I need to do to look after my mental health. But in today's episode, I talked to Letitia Fonseca. She is a personal finance mentor and she helps people, particularly women, to have a healthy relationship with money. She is the founder of Master Your Finances. And as she describes herself on Instagram, she is an infectiously positive powerhouse. And we talk about the resilience that she's built up over the years since going through a bout of depression when she was younger and going through a divorce and all the challenges around that and how she's found the right practices for her to build up her self-esteem and to really have a new appreciation for life and everything that she has in her every day and I just loved talking to her she had a really lovely attitude and I can see how she would be really inspiring to the people that she coaches and mentors we talked about how Letitia came over from Brazil to London to change her life and how she ended up working in the city and building a career that she loved and how grateful she is to her younger self for doing that so i hope you like this episode and if you enjoy it why not share it with a friend and i'd be really grateful if you could review rate follow or subscribe because it helps us to get out to more people and spread the word about these brilliant conversations with these amazing guests that i get to chat to enjoy Okay, so if you want to give a quick intro to everyone listening, Letitia, for anyone not familiar with your work, that would be great. Okay. Hi, everybody. I am Letitia Fonseca. I'm a financial coach. I call myself financial coach, well-being, mentor, and I was, I'm also most recently a financial advisor. I help people to build a good relationship with money and, you know, construct or build the life they want and using money as a tool. So that's what I do. And I have been doing for four years. Fantastic. And before we get a bit more into that, how is your day going today? Yeah, it's going well, thanks. Um, I have been, I've just finished a few processes that I've been going through with uh, 20 women, teaching them how to invest from scratch. So it feels like mission accomplished. So yes, I'm feeling good. Thank you. Oh, that sounds really rewarding. What led you to start working in financial well-being and helping women to have a healthier relationship with money, as I understand from your LinkedIn? Yes. So I even had to write it down because I needed to think about, you know, in a very clear and structured way. So yeah. I thought first one was a desire to do something meaningful. I worked in telco for many years. And then I always used to say, you know, if one day when I die, then I, I go to heaven and God's going to ask me, what have you done of your life? And I said, yeah. work for Telco. And then he's going to go, you haven't learned anything. Go back and do something. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that was one of the things. So yeah. I always thought, you know, what, what I'm doing, is it is it changing anybody's lives? Is it is it meaningful? And, mm. you know, so that was something that always bothered me um, throughout my life. The other one was that I've always been good with money, but terrible with numbers. So I thought, you know, but how can somebody be good with money, but not good with numbers? 
Then I thought that's a skill in itself, you know. Mm. So I'm terrible at numbers, but I'm good with money. I've always been. Then I decided to start learning financial education. And then I went, you know, that's exactly what I want to do. So that was the other one. The third one was my experience in teaching, sales, marketing, customer service, and then financial education and well-being came as like, you know, almost a complement of all these skills. Mm. And the last one was, I'm not going to say disastrous, but I'm going to say challenging divorce that, mm-hmm. you know, I felt that if I had, you know, all the knowledge that I, I know now, all the self-awareness about myself and everything, there would have been a different story. Yeah. So this, mm-hmm. I'll four things. Yeah, that makes total sense. I imagine something like a divorce, a big life change out would teach a lot of people about money management and financial well-being and yes. yeah it's sort of yeah I've never heard anyone say good with money but bad with numbers but it does actually make sense because it's sort of it is a different mindset around money isn't yeah. it it's not necessarily that you have to be good at the all the calculations but it's yeah. how you approach your behave bringing yeah. in and abundance and all of that and exactly yeah when I heard an accountant saying that she was bad with numbers then I went if an accountant can say she's bad oh, with wow. yeah I've definitely never heard that <laughs> I, I've got to share the podcast with you so you'll see <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and what's been the most rewarding aspect of doing this work for you so far I think it's not only seeing the changes in the people that I'm dealing with um, throughout these processes but also you know hearing from them how they change you know things in their families and people around them and their parents and everything. So it doesn't impact only the people that I'm directly working with. It also impacts their relationships with their partners, with their, you know, their children and their parents. So I think that is very rewarding because people often think, you know, money is an isolated thing, but, mm-hmm. you know, the consequence of several things. And once you you look at that, lots of other things instantly are going to change. So I think that's most rewarding for me. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, because it's a private thing a lot of the time that people don't talk about. So it seems very personal and isolated when in fact it has ripple effects. You know, finances can impact whether they're being shared or not. It's how people feel about their own finances and how people show up in the world there's there's so much tied up in it you know exactly I look at them as as cups and I see as mainly three cups the cups of you personally and the cup of you professionally and then financially and then you fill up all these cups and they just the water is going to flow you know between these cups and they can't be seen in isolation and that's why in my programs I help people to look at their you know themselves personally professionally and then financially so it's, it flows really well, I think. Right. Yeah, it sounds like brilliant work that's very essential, especially for women, you know, and we just don't have this education growing up. So it's so important. Exactly. And we're better with money. I just wanted to throw this there. <laughs> yeah, you mean women? Yeah, in general. Better investors and better with money. Well, yeah, that's something to talk about, isn't it? Because that's something that can empower Yes, not something that we might commonly think. Exactly, they they usually have very low um, low self esteem around money. Yeah, but they are better investors because one they they won't put their money 
somewhere they don't understand or they don't know usually mm-hmm. I'm about in general and there are studies and articles and papers around it and uh, about it and also because once they start investing because they they in a way fear you know touching and doing something bad they tend to keep leave the money alone and that's why it grows and yeah. then guys tend to trade more and by trading they lose a, they lose a lot of interest at the end so that's why um we're better investors right interesting (laughs) so on this podcast we talk about mental health as well and I know there's a close relationship with money and mental health but in terms of yourself what are the things that impact your mental health the most um I have suffered uh with mental health um in several occasions of my life um but I think the most critical one was the one that created the biggest change which was after my divorce and then through, you know, um, a very severe depression that lasted for almost four years. And um, and I didn't take any medication. I was just, you know, treating him with counseling and yoga and stuff. But I also think that um, what really affected my personal um, mental health was uh, low self-esteem. So, and that just, you know, became a huge thing that was influencing lots of different areas of my life. And I I think I would summarize it as that low self-esteem and obviously because I had low self-awareness of of myself and and there was a a big journey for me that started then back almost 11 years ago that I never, you know, it never ends, I'd say, you know, you never end learning about yourself. Um, And I think that once you suffer from mental health um, issues, you always have to be aware and you always need to monitor and you need to be vigilant because mm-hmm. you need to recognize the signs. Yes. That's so true because I think I started learning more about my mental health like over the pandemic and like introducing all these really good practices. And then I think part of me kind of thought, oh, well, that's it now. I've got all these tools. But sometimes I find myself going backwards and then you can sort of feel like you're failing because you're like, I should know better. Whereas it's just consistency, isn't it? And sometimes yeah. you have to go right back to basics to feel yes. better again, especially yes. when it comes to low self-esteem. Exactly. Yeah. Um, self, you know, self-care and having time for yourself and mm-hmm. saying no to people. These are all very great tools that helps mental yeah. health. Yeah. Definitely. I'm, I've been looking into recently, the one thing I've never touched actually in all the things that I've been doing, meditation, breath work, yoga, um, lots of journaling, gratitude, I know is great for me. I love gratitude that. This really underrated. Gratitude really does actually work. It, yeah. But affirmations, I've never really gone into. And then I saw someone talking about it online this week and I thought, I need to do affirmations. I bet they really work. Yeah. Yeah. I think different things will work for different people. Yeah. And I beat myself up for not being able to meditate. But then mm. recently I discovered that I have ADHD. And then I thought, oh, that works. <laughs> that I know I understand. Yeah. You know, it, and then I, I tend to do my meditation more like active and doing something, you know, yeah. like, you know, messing around with a singing bowl or something like that or doing some sort of like gong bath and you know this kind of things that really really you know I really um it really works for me I think 
Great. Yeah. Oh my God. I struggled with meditation for so long because of my ADHD. And I just thought I kept trying though, like, bless me. I kept, kept at it, but it wasn't really the mind chatter was still all there. And then this year I went on a breathwork retreat and I was given a mantra for transcendent meditation by the facilitator a personalized mantra and it was a game changer for me because I had like words that I could hook onto in my head as I meditated rather than just all the thoughts like flowing around up there and yeah I do have a mantra like this maybe I should oh great yeah yeah worth trying isn't it like you say different things for everyone so yeah it's for you yeah indeed (laughs) and what would you tell other people going through these sorts of issues so when they feel like they have low self-esteem for example um it's it's a difficult one because people deal with things in very different ways yeah so I've always been very open to talking about whatever issues I'm going through so it's very easy for me but I know it's not always easy for other people but I would say that you know we're not snowflakes you know there's a there's somebody out there going through the same things that we are and there's so much help out there if you just open your mouth and ask and not only with with things that things that are challenging but you know things that you could help or you could have help from from somebody else so I think it's it makes a huge difference just reaching out reaching out for help um that's that's what I would say with everything including including money issues you know um there's a lot a lot of people that can help you yeah we, we can really isolate ourselves can't we and I I'm definitely guilty of this and we just feel like we're a burden sometimes or we feel like oh it'll pass you know I don't need to bother anyone or yeah, yeah. and and in this journey I discovered about you know learning about myself and all this self-awareness and then I became very resourceful for myself and others. And I think that's that was the development of my journey professionally because, you know, I became so self-aware and I understood so much about myself and I could tap into my superpowers, that everybody has some superpowers. That made a huge difference in my life, I think, you know, being able to yeah. see myself for what I really was and, and stop the noise around me and really look into myself. That's that. And I I even dare to say that the more I got to know myself, the more money I made, because it's a clear professional path in my life that I see when I started understanding and doing counseling constantly and and doing all the kind all the therapies that you can imagine, breath work, everything I went through. The more I did, the more I felt you know, that I was capable of doing jobs and I would apply to different jobs. I changed jobs four times in this journey just to increase my salary to be able to buy a house, a property. And and then I never stopped. So I even say that, you know, the more you know yourself, the more you're able to make money. And this worked for me. And I'm sure, you know, it can work for other people too. That's so true. Yeah, it's because you, you're you feeling abundant, as I mentioned earlier, that feeling of abundance, then that, that spreads and you're extending that attention to yourself and you know what you're capable of, you know where your strengths are. And like you say, changing jobs, really important, just not to stay stuck where you are. Yeah. 
to move around to you know find out how you can bring in your worth and what you really love yeah and my self-esteem as well and you know I wasn't learning any new hard skill anymore I was just working on soft skills and that really helped me to move up and even change careers at the end of it yeah soft skills are so underrated they're the things that need teaching in schools you know otherwise all other areas of success we don't have a chance at yeah I can really see a shift now things changing um around self soft skills but yeah Yeah. let's see (laughs) definitely yeah it is and what's your coping method when you're having a bad day you tapped into that when we mentioned I uh, when when we spoke about something at the beginning I always think that you know this will also pass um you know I have gone through difficult times and then I think about times that I managed to overcome challenges and you said that you always look at the things that you can be grateful for Mm. so always use that (laughs) tactic you know to say you know things are difficult for me today one they're not going to last forever and when I look at my life this is going to be such a small piece of my entire life this will also pass like other things do but I can be grateful for so many other things so that is what I always tap into when I when I'm feeling low Mm. which we're going to talk about soon yeah yeah, that really works. Like having the perspective to see that actually I've got through things before that were maybe worse than this. And I didn't think that I would get through it, but I always do. And yeah. appreciating what we already have instead of constantly striving for something that we don't have and coming from that place of lack. Yeah. But I also really think that after I went through this, um, you know, this depression that started in 2012, I really do taste life in a much like life tastes so much more now like it's I can enjoy life so much more because it felt that it feels like before I just I'll just take it for granted and mm-hmm. now that I I can you know I was sad for so long and I used to look at things and you know even though the tree was green I would see it as gray mm-hmm. and, and now it's so much easier to manage things I don't know for me life is divided you know before and after I had this depression and I can really experience life in such um you know a different way now yeah oh that's amazing yeah, yeah. I think that, really, that really shines through with you as well definitely and I think that you know I've heard it said people that experience depression can experience highs and lows more intensely So I guess it's that polarity where you might have experienced these really crushing lows, but then you can really appreciate when you come out of that and the beauty of life and the small things can be amplified, like colours of trees and everything. I think I became more resourceful, more um, resilient. And, you know, for somebody, so for something or somebody to ruin my day, they really need to work hard, you know. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, I've I've got, I feel that I've got, um, you know, I have the tools. Obviously, I'm not perfect. And, and there are days that, you know, I slip and it's okay. You know, I don't beat myself up about it. It's what can I learn from this? You know, what is it trying to teach me or trying to show me? Why am I going through this again? What lesson haven't I learned? You know, so it's... Mm. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's the growth mindset, isn't it? Yes. Always seeing the the lessons from it. It's so important. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, I know that when I'm having a bad day, like the slightest thing can just knock me off course. So that yeah. is just so important to build up. Yes, indeed. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like, um, you know, when I have this conversation with professionals that work in, you know, mental health, like yourself, I feel so... It feels so close to me that it almost feels that, you know, I'm kind of somebody who could work with that because I am so passionate about it. I believe so much in it. And maybe that's the reason why some clients sometimes see me as a, as a, I don't know, some sort of counselor. Then I go, no, I don't do it. It's just for my own use (laughs) that I use that. Yeah. You never know. It could be some specialism you look at in the future. Like, yeah, I'm <laughs> looking at counseling courses because I really enjoy. I'm that. doing one. I'm doing I'm one. Kidding. Yeah, I'm doing one, but it's only for self-use. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of in that where I'm like, maybe I'll just use it for my own kind of skills and never do anything with it. But yeah. when I was younger, I did psychology at college and I loved it. And I kind of always thought I'd love to be a psychiatrist, maybe. But, you know, I have a lot of things on my list that I want to do. <laughs> but you're still young. You have a long way to go. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. <laughs> and what's the best thing that you ever did for yourself, do you think? Um, when, I, when I thought about the answer to this question, I thought maybe, you know, and we spoke about this a few times already. I don't know if it was what I did, but having the courage to go through and surviving this marriage breakup was the worst and the best thing that happened to me. And, mm-hmm. you know, my husband, my former husband doesn't want to talk to me, but sometimes I want to call him and thank him for, you know, being part of my life and contributing to everything that is happening with me now and various times of the day and of my life ever since I do stop to send him some positive vibes because I really understand that he came through you know he, he came through my life to show me something and and it it was such an amazing job so I don't know if I can say that you know instead of what I did or something that happened to me but if I can say one thing that happened to me was uh, that I did was you know organizing my life and everything to come to London 18 years ago when I was 25 so you did maths <laughs> so I think there was a a great decision that changed my life in so many different ways you know mm-hmm. I can't even begin to imagine what it would have been like if I hadn't done that for myself mm. so where did you come to London from so I came from Brazil so okay. yeah I finished university and then I worked for a year and then came to the UK to learn English to, to go back and finish, um, like do a master's in linguistics and, you know, <laughs> you know, the, you know, the end. <laughs> Great. So do you go back to visit Brazil often or? I do. I mean, not as often as I used to because mm. it's a very long trip and now I'm working for myself and, you know, it's, it's very different when I go there, I have to stay for at least three weeks and that really, you know, can impact my my plans and everything else but I do go I do go I have been let's say 20 times since I since I left so it's yeah, yeah. many times right 
Mm. But you're pretty set in London now. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. I'm in London. Yeah, I I really like this town, and I think that is a a place of lots of opportunities that never, even in my best dreams ever, I thought of having. So, mm. yeah, <laughs> there's definitely a lot going on there. It's an exciting. <laughs> Yeah, I'm in Manchester, so it's a pretty exciting city in itself. But I do love London whenever I visit. Yeah, I've only been to Manchester for work. I haven't. I don't know the town really well. Mm. So visit. Yeah, I should. I should. I have a good friend who lives there. Maybe on day. Oh, okay. well, let's go for a, let's go for a coffee. <laughs> yeah. What do they do? Uh, she is a therapist. She's actually a speech therapist, and she mm. works with women with back florals and or florals in general and she does a lot of things so she mm. does in circles and she's amazing maybe I'll introduce you to her in a mm. yeah What's her name Alini oh and yeah she lived there and then she, she moved to Portugal and then she went back to Manchester I think she's been there for a month and a half so she spent two years in Portugal but she she came back to Manchester because she loves it there Brilliant. Yeah, I I just wondered whether it might be someone I already kind of knew from circles, but it doesn't ring a bell. But no, yeah, her name is Yeah, I'll send you her details. Yeah, please do. And what is the one thing that you would want to tell the younger version of yourself, the younger Letitia? Um, I, you know, this is this question really made me smile and made me a little bit emotional because it's what I keep telling myself now mm. when I think about me in the future oh, I'm so sorry <laughs> no don't be sorry and it's like you're gonna grow up to do amazing things mm. and all you need to do is to trust the process that you get there you achieve everything that you set you set yourself to do and it's still where I tell myself now about me in the future that I'm going to look back and I think, why do I have to, um, I don't know, rest, <laughs> I don't know, rest, wrestle, I don't even know, like try to push so hard when I knew all the, you know, all along that I would achieve everything that I set myself to do. So that's why because I had so many fears, so many anxieties, so many insecurities, but, and I didn't know that I was, you know, such a strong human being and, you know, that I could achieve things I wanted. And um, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, don't be sorry. It's such a emotional exercise to revisit our younger self, isn't it? I definitely have uh, experienced that and when I ask people that question it seems to be a common theme of just letting them know that it's going to be okay and it's going to be better than okay but the whole point of life is that we don't know and it's the mystery of finding out isn't it and life would be boring if we knew exactly how things would turn out yeah better than okay is perfect (laughs) Mm. it describes really well what it really is yeah no that's beautiful because we can feel really protective about that younger part of ourselves, can't we? And yeah. It's kind of more difficult to be angry at ourselves or to berate ourselves when we think of that version of ourselves. You know, it's yeah. really helpful for compassion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is um, what I would say, you know, 
you're flip, flipping great. You know, you're going to be <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> you're flipping great. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> um, so last question, what's your go-to song or songs? You can have more than one that always... I have to have at least two. <laughs> Great. I really love Brazilian music, but for the purpose of people understanding the kind of songs that I would go to, I chose two in English. Mm-hmm. But music is a, music to me is like a portal. You know, if I'm feeling really sad or really happy... I've always, I always walk through this portal and it changes. It can change my day, it can change anything. But I'd say it's Dancing in the Dark and of uh, Bruce, is it Springfield? Is his name? Springsteen. Yeah. yeah that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other one is Young Heart Runs Free. Oh, yeah. I love that one. So good. Yes. And I, I, I tend to like old songs, you know, and yeah. Same. So I think these are these are the two, and I, I put you know dancing in the dark really loud, and I dance to it. I love it. Yeah, those songs that just get our body moving. Yes, are so important because we, <laughs> you know, and especially when we're sat at a desk all day, we can just forget to yeah. move or just to like dance freely and have fun. And yeah. it's just so incredible for changing our whole mindset, isn't it? Exactly. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will add those to the playlist because I have a guest tracks playlist. So I'll send you the link to that. And I could put some Brazilian music on there as well, if you like. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll send you one. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> I'll send you one. Oh. Well, thank you very much for chatting to me. I really enjoyed getting to know you, Letitia, and thank you for sharing your story with us. Thank you, Becky. Thanks for inviting me. I love I love talking about you know this journey because it's so unusual. You know, financial well being is such an unknown subject still that people don't really understand the difference between a financial advisor and a financial well being. And actually, I'll make you know take the opportunity to describe that you know an advisor is going to tell you what to do, and I'm going to show you different ways and help you make the best decision for yourself. So that's the biggest difference. It's about self-responsibility, autonomy, independence, and, you know, making things simple, so simple that you can understand and make the, your, your decisions yourself. So that is the biggest difference. Fantastic. Yeah, it sounds like really rewarding work and yes, said very important and wish the best with it. Thank you so much, Becky. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Oh, where can people find you as well online oh. if they want to follow you? Yeah, they can find me on LinkedIn. So it's Leticia Fonseca. Mm-hmm. Uh, also um, on Instagram, I've got two Instagrams, one Portuguese and one in English. The one in English is masteryourfinances.uk. So masteryourfinances.uk. And mainly I'd say on LinkedIn. And I have a website, um, masteryourfinances.co.uk. Wonderful. I'll put the links in the show notes as well so everyone can check out your work. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day. And you. Bye-bye, Becky. Bye. Bye. So there you go. That was Letitia. How lovely is Letitia? And 
that was so moving when she felt emotional about the younger child question. I know that's always a pretty powerful one, you know, whether it's people that I speak to on the podcast or retreats that I've been on or even talking about it during therapy, you know, just taking yourself back to that younger version of yourself really has a lot of benefits in having perspective on your life and the things that you would tell yourself and having a bit more compassion because it's really hard to be angry at the little version of yourself. And I've put the links to Letitia's platforms in the show notes. So check out her work because money mindset is a really powerful area to explore. And like she said, there's a lot tied in with this, you know, helping to empower people with their finances helps with everything, resilience, self-esteem, confidence, and it's very important. And, you know, just imagine for anyone else going through a life event such as a divorce, like Letitia did, how useful this information would be and just for generally you know managing life and feeling like you have everything that you need to get by as well as building a career but i hope you have a good fortnight and i will see you next time with another brilliant guest bye